Welcome to The A-List. I'm Warren Glass, and my guest on this edition is Peter Rios, the owner of Alliance Bakery in Chicago. So thank you for coming, Mr. Rios. Thanks for having me. So why bake? Why bake? Well, um, I love cooking. I love food. I love art. I love drawing. And uh, I think early, you know, later in my, in, in my life, I realized that I wanted to pursue cooking and right. more specifically pastry as what I wanted to do. My original uh, training and one career was uh, electronics. I was an electronic engineer for about eight years. Graduated with a bachelor's degree in electronic engineering. Uh, but throughout that whole time, or actually I should go back to like when my childhood, when I was young, I used to, you know, be a big sketcher and drawer and mm -hmm. like to create and build. And, uh, you know, out of high school I was thinking what I wanted to major in. And uh, my original plan was to, to go into architecture, to, to build and, and create, you know, beautiful buildings. And, and you know, I just love the whole, um, the whole notion of being <clears throat> able to, to create something that, that's going to you know, go on for years and live for years. So architecture was actually my first passion you know, from early on. But um, you know, as a child, though, I used to be a big drawer. I used to love to, I was very artistic. Um, and then uh, you know, things took a turn, just like life kind of takes you in different directions. And I uh, discovered you know, electronics. I was playing you know, in a band and doing music and building amplifiers as well. So I said, okay, I got in, in, interested in electronics. And, um, and so then I, you know, somebody told me a little bit about, this was at the beginning of the computer re uh, revolution and, and uh, Microsoft and all that. So I got interested in computers and in, uh, in the possibility of, of designing and creating uh, software and hardware. So it led me into electronics, and I kind of, you know, in a way, turned my back from design and drawing all the things that I did as, yeah. a, as a child. And uh, so that took me into a, a career of eight years of, as an electronic engineer. And throughout that whole time, I was able to do a lot of traveling in the country because I was a, a, uh, a regional uh, service and sales uh, engineer. And I got a chance to travel to San Francisco and uh, New um, York and New Orleans and all, you know, by the way, great food towns. Yeah. So every time I would go there, I'd go and eat very good food and things that, you know, I had never experienced here in Chicago. And uh, I just kind of found myself gravitated towards coming back and cooking. And I had moved out of the house. I was about 25. And so, you know, naturally I wanted to cook and impress as well. And I just... It just came easy to me, you know, just cooking. And it was funny, though, because when I was in high school, I had a job working in, I mean, I worked in Kentucky Fried Chicken. I worked at a rest, another restaurant, just summer, summer gigs. Absolutely hated it. I hated cooking. I hated the whole kitchen thing. And then, like, what, like 10 years later, I find myself getting, like, this cooking bug and loving yeah. to cook and loving to create. Um, then I discovered um, uh, the art of... Uh, Pastry art, yeah. sugar and chocolate work, and I got I started reading about that. And I seen a program on uh, I think it was the Food Network or, or PBS, and uh, I just got really interested in that. And during the latter part of my career in electronics, I began um, to really get involved in cooking and learning about the science of cooking all on my own. Then I, uh, I you know I, I realized that maybe you know this is something I should right. be doing. So I enrolled in Kendall College, which is a culinary oh, school, okay. 
And uh, well, actually, I first tried it out. I wanted to go check it out, and I wanted to go sit in a couple classes. And I thought, you know, this is pretty easy, and this is a lot of fun. And uh, then I had to make a decision. What, did I, what do I really want to do? Do I want to continue on electronics and, uh, you know, computers? And at the time, I was interviewing at Hewlett-Packard and Motorola and different companies and looking at all these uh, prospective careers, uh, which at the time wasn't very interesting to me. I was thinking, I, I don't want to sit in a cubicle. I don't want to. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah, it was just boring for me. Um, so I decided to go in the culinary path and went to Kendall College and graduated. And then it took me a couple more years still before I made the complete switch. Okay, so like what so was it, it? It's a long journey yeah. is what I'm trying to say. I can't just sum it up in a couple paragraphs. And welcome to another edition of Issues and Answers with the Supervisor and Chairman of the Board of Supervisors, Pete Rios. Pete, thank you for joining us for this one. Joe, thank you for doing this again. Appreciate yeah, well, it. All right. Well, we've, we're going to start off with something that hit nationally, internationally, and possibly locally. And that's the debt deal that was signed in, or the debt ceiling deal that was signed in, in Washington, D.C. last week as of this taping. Let me ask you, as a legislator, you know things that happen in D.C., you know, tend to trickle down to the state. But this whole debt ceiling deal, I mean, do you see any kind of repercussions, you know, no matter where you stand politically, uh, where it could hurt or help Pinell County? Well, you know, as, as I look and listen to the talking heads on TV uh, speak about this, uh, I think it's had an impact not only nationally, not only locally, but globally. And that's really, really what scares me. Uh, I, I, I saw the, the Dow go down immediately after the signing and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, it's supposed to go up because it, we, it, we reached the deal. And then the last couple of days, uh, it continued to go down, went up yesterday about four or five, close to 500 points. And now today, we're back down over 500 points. So it's clearly having some economic and fiscal impact on all levels of government. The, the inability of the current administration and Congress, especially the House and the Senate, to work together civilly has brought about a lot of this particular problem. This is an issue that should have been resolved a long time ago. And, and we have to get Republicans and Democrats sitting down, talking to each other, but talking about trying to improve the economic position of the United States of America, not trying to see who can get a leg up on the other party for the 2012 elections, and there's too much of that going on. And as we look at the debt deal and, and, and what's happening to us at this level, well, if our ratings, especially the countries, get downgraded, we get downgraded, that means our debt service and interest that we pay on our bonds for our buildings, for our courthouse, for our jails are going to go up as well, which, I mean, we're on a very, very lean budget as it is right now, intentionally, because we knew we didn't have the money coming in, and this is just going to put more hurt on us. Well, speaking of the, the civility, the tone of civility in Washington, D.C., here you have to deal with a Republican uh, supervisor, and it seems like both you and Brian Martin and Brian Martin and David Snyder all seem to get along. I mean, you may stand on things a little differently, but 
you guys seem to you know make it a model of civility when you guys are out there in the boardroom absolutely and, and and at the end of the day what is important is that we communicate out there in front of the public uh, on, on, on issues and explain our positions and if we don't agree at least we explain our positions where people can hear the press can hear why we're doing certain things in a certain way and if we disagree why we disagree because we, we all got to remember there's three board members so we can't discuss any of these issues ahead of time otherwise we'd be violating open meeting law so at the end we're, we're basically presenting everything that we have in front of the public with the light shining in for everybody to see but I don't think anybody can ever accuse us of not being civil to each other. Even though there are sometimes a little bit of a disagreement in particular between a couple of my members and sometimes maybe myself and one of my members, we're always cordial to each other. And, and, and we address each other by our titles and, and, and we move along and we try to explain why it is that I can't support your position or the other uh, supervisor will explain why he can't support a particular position, and we move forward. Then we've got another issue. You see, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is today's enemy, and, and it's not necessarily enemy, maybe that's not the right word, but today's foe may be tomorrow's friend. Yeah. Because even though I may vote against something that my good friend Brian Martin wanted this week. In two weeks, there's some other issue that I may support him on, and maybe David didn't. So if I didn't support him, that item would have died. So that's why you got to be very careful about who you call a foe and how you address him, because I learned this in the legislature a long time ago, that today's foe may be tomorrow's friend or vice versa. I've had situations where somebody has helped me on issues one day, the next day, they kill my bill. And I'm going, why did you do that? Says, I can't support something that does A, B, and C, but it's deliberation and do it out in the open. And I think we do a good job here at the, at, at the board level. Congress, I think, could learn a lot from, from Pinal County Board of Supervisors. So could the state legislature for that matter. Sunny Sundays. Sunny 
Sundays, volumen 1, mezclado por Pete Ríos.